the state of Tennessee is one of the few places where the sounds are just as breathtaking as the sights. Whether that's live music at an historic music venue, the crack of an open fire at a campsite in the wilderness, or hearing kids laugh as they explore what's right around the bend, Tennessee just sounds perfect. Start planning your trip at tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Ridiculous History is a production of iHeartRadio. Welcome back to the show, Ridiculous Historians. Thank you, as always, for tuning in to our uh, our our Halloween phase mm-hmm. podcast. Critics will call it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's like a blue phase, kind of, but yeah. spookier. There we go. I'm Noel, by the way. Who are you? Oh, that's right. Uh, I am today. I am Ben. Good, good. Uh, that's our super producer, Casey Pegro, on the ones and twos. So this is part two of our episode on the Beast of Javaldon. Yes. And uh, and uh, we were talking off mic before we started part two. Uh, Gabe, I don't know how much of it made it on the air in part one, uh, but Gabe Luzier, who is our, uh, our North Star in the world of research, really surprised us with this, with, with some of the research here. Like in a way that, I don't know, Noel, makes me feel like maybe... Maybe we're nerds. I'm not sure. Well, I mean, I think everyone who's listened to part one will know that about 60% of the content of that episode is us gushing about the movie Brotherhood of the Wolf. Hopefully everyone's watched it by now or maybe save it. I don't know. We can't control what you do. Um, But uh, there's a section in in the research uh, that that Gabe provided us uh, about pop culture references to this story, The Beast of Gévaudan. And he mentions a Robert Louis Stevenson story um, that references this event to some degree and the movie Teen Wolf Starring uh, starring Michael J. Fox. I kind of think he was joking because that certainly is a pop culture reference to werewolves. But in my mind, in both of our minds, clearly the number one reference to this story in pop culture is the Brotherhood of the Wolf. It is known, as they say, in Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. which is adapted from the Song of Ice yeah. and Fire. George R. R. Martin, please put out Winds of Winter. He's not going to do it. You can't tell him what to do. God, 
one you know one day anyhow yeah you're right uh you're right gabe we were we were surprised and we thought maybe you were you were pulling a fast one on us because uh we're the three of us are such big fans of you dude that we were like obviously gabe is why is gabe not talking about brotherhood of the wolf right <laughs> This is very important to us, Ben. I love that we have such a shared uh, appreciation for this movie um, and a shared appreciation for this story. So let's get back into it. This story kept developing and, and there kept being these really interesting characters that would present themselves. We've got the, you know, the disgraced soldier. Uh, we've got the scrappy young lad, you know, it's, it's really, I, I mean, it's it's perfect for making a movie about um and a new character enters the fight, uh, a, a 19 to 20 year old uh, young woman named Marie Jean Vallée. Uh, and she uh, went after the beast with a pike of her own. Like, this was a bayonet attached to a pole. I would say that's still pretty pike-like. It's, a, it's an improvised pike. And on August 11th, 1765, she was crossing the river Desguet, Casey, D-E-S-G-E-S. Probably more like Dej. Dej, the river Dej, Casey on the case. With her sister, um, armed with said uh, improvised pike, and managed to give that beast a sticking, uh, you know, gave it a good old poke in the chest and impaled it, you know, drew blood. Mm. But still, you know, in keeping with what we know about this creature, it got away again. But Valet became this like a heroine, you know, they dubbed her the Amazon and the maid of Godovin. I'm sorry, now I've forgotten it. Jodevon. Jedeval, the maid of Jedeval. This all stays in, um, and I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that's the the badass uh, woman in the Brotherhood of the Wolf, probably inspired by this real life character. Uh, much more ninja like in the movie, though, if I'm not mistaken. But such a fun story and grisly, and has all the things that we love about spooky historical tales. Yeah. So we have these human interest stories of brave individuals surviving these attacks, and in some cases, uh, wounding the beast or appearing to, but the official hunters didn't have much luck at all. You know, we know that they went out and then they killed wolves, you know, more than a thousand, likely, uh, and they also kind of, everybody assumed this was like a an uber version of a wolf. This was a really big, like, dire wolf kind of thing, but right. no one was sure. It just made sense. I, I, I will add a quick trigger warning if anyone's considering watching Brotherhood of the Wolf. If you are bothered by animal violence, not the movie for you, because no. a lot of the stuff that we're talking about here there are piles and piles of dead wolves that you see like this, this whole period here where people were presenting these beasts to the court. Um, you see a lot of grisly, just actual facts, wolves. I mean, I'm, I'm sure they didn't actually slaughter a bunch of wolves, but it's very realistic and very gory. And if that's something that, that bothers you, I would, I would maybe give this movie a pass, but, um, you're right, Ben. The hunters were really flummoxed. Uh, this is Jean Charles uh, and, and his son, a hunting team from Normandy, uh, made a big show of coming to uh, Gévaudin to to put an end to this once and for all. And they're the ones that were boasting they'd already killed 1,200 wolves and that they you know, were up to the task. But in fact, the, the, no one really knew if it was a wolf or not. All of these disparate descriptions of the thing really made it super unclear. Um, and we'll get into some of the possibilities in a little bit. Yeah. For now, we're going to follow the career of the beast. So eventually, after repeated failures, uh, folks like the Denevals give up. 
and the king is getting irritated. This is making the king look bad. You know what I mean? Uh, so he eventually sends his own personal bodyguard, one Francois Anton. He is 71 years old. So he's no spring, uh, spring chicken. He and his nephew, on September 20th, 1765, shoot a very large wolf near an abbey at Chazet, which is assumed to be the beast. They were like, this wolf is so big. This wolf could easily eat children. It's got to be. This is, this is the wolf we're looking for. And Francois is awarded. He gets money. He gets actual titles of nobility. The corpse of the animal. And this is what they're alluding to in Brotherhood of the Wolf. The corpse of the animal is stuffed by a taxidermist and sent to the royal court at Versailles to be displayed. But if you've seen the movie, uh, you know that the taxidermy job looked really, really bad. They Actually, I think they... Uh, oh, Casey, correct me if I'm wrong on this, but I think they were in the film instructed to sort of zhuzh it up, right? And make it scarier. Big time. They like broke its jaw even, I believe, to make it have a wider kind of scarier looking maw. Um, and yeah, you're right. They almost did like a, what do they call those things? Like a, a cockatrice yeah. kind of situation. Yeah. Where, where they like, you know, do a Frankenstein's monster mishmash of parts and it, you know, and it was a real hack job. <laughs> it was <laughs> literally, literally. Yeah. And that's again, another thing that might trigger you about the movie. This, this is in the movie as well. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This episode of Ridiculous History is brought to you by Mint Mobile. You know, Ben, I got to say, one of the best parts about spring cleaning is that post-clean clarity you get where you're like, man, how have I been living like this? What's wrong with me? <laughs> you're right, Noel. It's, it's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for 15 bucks a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash ridiculous. That's mintmobile.com slash ridiculous. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash ridiculous. $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Hey, Noel, have you ever wanted to wake up to something better? Oh, boy, have I ever been. <laughs> well, uh, this is where Avalon Waterways comes in. How does waking up to a medieval castle, an ancient cathedral, a rolling vineyard, or a charming cobblestone village sound to you? 
here on Ridiculous History, that's right up our street, Ben, our charming cobblestone street. So I can say it sounds pretty good to me. You're absolutely right, Noel. Avala Waterways has redefined cruising in so many different ways. They've got the uh, widest opening windows. They've got beds that face the passing scenery. So wherever you go, you have a front row seat to the views of the world. And not only do you wake up in the best staterooms in the entirety of the business, but you're waking up in a new port every day, right in the heart of these amazing historic cities. Ah, Ben, sign me up. Open your eyes to a better view and a different kind of cruising. One with smaller ships, bigger experiences, fewer people, and more of everything. Limited time special offers await at avalonwaterways.com. So, all's well that ends well. Not psych, you thought, as we say in the world of memes. Uh, The attacks began again. They resumed in December. And this comes to us via an 1898 volume of the Parisian Illustrated Review. But this time, just like with any other good sequel, the beast seemed different. At least it was behaving differently. It used to be afraid of livestock, of cattle, right? I get it. Cows are big. They're spooky if you, if you get them mad, you know. Uh, <laughs> but this time it wasn't scared of them. It w- Was it the same beast that was just like a gritty reboot of itself? Or was there a new second beast. Didn't matter to the royal court. They decided to ignore these new attacks. And again, they had very strong control over the press. So they just said, look, our official line is it's over. Francois Antoine killed the creature. But what I'm saying is they didn't. Right. Well, yeah, but that's the, you know, that's the PR line is that it's done. Um, but then there's another outbreak in June of 1767. Um, and then another nobleman gets involved trying to make, you know, just make a name for himself and be part of the whole fracas here. Uh, Marquis de Apcher. Uh, I'm going to go with that. Um, and he organized his own hunt. And then there's this guy, a farmer named Jean Chassel, who'd been involved in a previous hunt, but was actually thrown in prison by Antoine, um, who was in charge, because he, like, did a bad job navigating and led his men into a a mucky, swampy, bog-type place. But then all was forgiven when Chassel was able to bring down the beast, or, you know, a, a beast, with a with a shot from his from his musket and that was on Mount Moshe on June 19th of 1767 amazing and they have the body and they do an autopsy and they find human remains inside this may not have been the beast all the time but this was definitely something eating people in the woods and then they find some interesting stuff don't they as they dig in they say you know This animal has some real non-lupine, non-wolf stuff about it. The attacks end at this point. And it was assumed at the time that the beast, the beast this man had killed was the beast. Uh, But people were still kind of, there's like a conspiracy theory about whether or not it was in actuality a wolf. Chastel, by the way, like the Amazon, has a statue in his honor. 
Of course. What the hell was this thing? Um, there's some possibilities that get bandied around. Uh, a Eurasian wolf, which I'm guessing is just a much larger, dire wolfy type wolf like you're talking about. Uh, hey, a, uh, I love this one, and this is very much what they kind of went with uh, in Brotherhood of the Wolf. An armored war dog, only they took, it, they took it a step further. Yeah, indeed. Um, a striped hyena, that's in keeping with that black stripe that they've seen. I'm sure there's some red-headed hyenas out there in the world. Um, or... An escaped lion. Perhaps some nobleman had it as an exotic pet in their menagerie, and it, and, it, and it jumped the fence and wreaked havoc on the countryside. Yeah, or some kind of prehistoric predator, which is super exciting and also probably not true. Or my favorite, okay, so I should have mentioned this. Uh, Chastel, when he fires that famous shot and when he kills what is largely acknowledged to be the beast— he uses a silver bullet. A silver bullet kills this creature. Tight. Uh, and so you can't blame people for saying, this is clearly a werewolf. This is werewolf country. That's a werewolf. Uh, loop garou. Uh, here we are. This is such a silly question, but like, when was werewolf mythology first kind of, when did that come around? I, I, I wouldn't have even, th I, thought, I would have thought it would have been later than that, but I guess maybe it's one of those tales as old as time about humans mm. transforming into creatures. Yeah, in centuries before, there had been uh, cases where people were uh, accused of being werewolves, usually through some satanic pact. Mm -hmm. And uh, this was very, you know, this was very in line with supernatural beliefs of the time. People would have been aware of the 1598 case of Peter Stump, who was uh, accused of being a werewolf. He he actually was probably a German serial killer, but we have to remember werewolves were very much in play. These were real things people were genuinely afraid of. So one thing that really stood out, at least to me, I think to all three of us when we were looking at early descriptions of the beast, is that uh, that detail you mentioned earlier, Noel, which is consistent in eyewitness accounts. The the stripe, the stuff going on along the spine, right. That's what led people to think it was a striped hyena, just as we mentioned earlier. Maybe some eccentric aristocrat had this in their private menagerie and it escaped. It wasn't native to France, so you would have reasonably thought, what does this look like? It looks like a wolf, but it's not a wolf, definitely. So that's, like, based on that evidence, that's a pretty good argument, that it might be a hyena. But are hyena known to attack humans? Not really. Oh, and by the way, uh, I realized literally in doing the research for this episode that a dire wolf is a real thing. Uh, it's a prehistoric predator that we talked about being one of the possibilities, um, not just a made-up uh, Game of Thrones thing. So that's that's interesting. Also, uh, potentially on that list was something called a bear dog um, or a hyenodon which I guess is a prehistoric hyena. And don't forget our farmer friend, Chassel. There's a fascinating theory that, he, that, that, that is jumped on pretty heavily in our favorite movie, um, that he himself actually trained the beast to, uh, to murder humans um, in an effort to deflect attention from some crimes of or another that we don't really know uh, what that might have been. Uh, and another option that we've touched on earlier, but that definitely is a thing, is the idea that might, and I think it's our favorite too, we talked about it offline, Ben, um, the idea that it was a juvenile lion. And this gets some sand in some of the uh, reporting that we've read. 
Yeah, yeah. Think about it. The idea is just like the hyena thing, like we mentioned earlier. It escapes from some private menagerie and it begins to do what lions do. It hunts with an ambush strategy. It seizes prey by the neck. Mm-hmm. It possibly, if you do the physics on, you know, pressure per square inch for the jaw, it could possibly decapitate a human being. And that's why people like Carl Hans Tock argue that a, uh, that that a lion was the ultimate culprit. It's also true that lions have been known uh, in some cases to prey on humans for food, like the lions of Savo. Uh, I was about was to it? say, yeah, the ghost in the darkness. That's Remember the, the ghost in the yeah. dark. That's so funny. I was literally, I, I've got that up on Wiki right now uh, with Val Kilmer and uh, who else is it? Uh, Michael Douglas. A very similar story, actually. There are these lions of Savo in Africa that are, just wrecking the the villages and murdering the hell out of people. And these two hunters are out to get them. And, and they, I believe those lions are in a museum, uh, maybe the field museum in Chicago, if I'm not mistaken. I believe, yeah, I believe they are in a museum. Uh, lions typically, if they're, if they're hunting humans, it's going to be uh, because they may have aged out of being able to hunt more efficient and more delicious prey. Like their teeth may have worn down. That's one of the big theories. So this could have happened. This could have happened in France. And again, just like with hyena, the eyewitnesses of the time were probably not familiar with living lions. They may have heard of one. They may have seen a drawing or a woodcut of one. Uh, But this problem is compounded because the drawings that they would have seen of a lion would almost certainly have been drawings with a big mane like an adult lion has. A a juvenile male lion doesn't have a mane, but Mm -hmm. what it does have is kind of a stripe running down its back. Yeah, and the lions of Savo didn't have manes either. And um, they, you know, rampaged. I believe it was had to do with the British um, railway bridge construction in Savo uh, in Kenya. Um, and that's, and, you know, and the, and the reason that the two white characters uh, were brought in wasn't necessarily because it had anything to do with them caring about, you know, indigenous people. It was more about, you know, the continuing the construction project. Um, but these... Lions, if they were uh, juvenile lions, they wouldn't have had manes either. You're absolutely right, Ben. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Hey, Noel, have you ever wanted to wake up to something better? Oh boy, have I ever been. (laughs) Well, uh, this is where Avalon Waterways comes in. How does waking up to a medieval castle, an ancient cathedral, a rolling vineyard, or a charming cobblestone village sound to you? here on Ridiculous History, that's right up our street, Ben, our charming cobblestone street. So I can say it sounds pretty good to me. 
You're absolutely right, Noel. Avalon Waterways has redefined cruising in so many different ways. They've got the uh, widest opening windows. They've got beds that face the passing scenery. So wherever you go, you have a front row seat to the views of the world. And not only do you wake up in the best staterooms in the entirety of the business, but you're waking up in a new port every day, right in the heart of these amazing historic cities. Ah, Ben, sign me up. Open your eyes to a better view and a different kind of cruising. One with smaller ships, bigger experiences, fewer people, and more of everything. Limited time special offers await at avalonwaterways.com. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. So now we have to go to what is largely considered uh, the most credible theory. Womp womp. Wolves. People oh, might. man. Really? Yeah. A wolf or groups of wolves. Are they at least super wolves or something? I, hope, I, I don't see. So the idea is, is this one is that the that the region, Jevaldon, did have a serious wolf infestation, but they were just wolves out wolven, you know, doing what they could to eat. And they had a lot of competition from a bunch of other wolves. And the question about why uh, it became the beast became such a terror, uh, at least to Smith, is uh, is really a question of the clergy's agenda. There's the idea that the clergy took was very opportunistic and leveraged these deaths to uh, try to reinstill the fear of God in the population. So the clergy folk were saying that this is these attacks are happening because God is punishing the French because you got your keisters kicked in the Seven Years' War. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Checks out. Seems legit. Now it's a divine instrument, so of course it has powers. Uh, still, it's, it's weird. And, you know, we see that recurrent theme that I'm so glad you mentioned about recovering one's masculinity, mm-hmm. uh, because the hunter who had been thrown in jail was doing the same thing as Duhamel. And that's that's the story. But one one thing for every fan of cryptids in the audience today, there are some flaws in the theory. Uh, the beast attacks lasted for a pretty long time, longer than they would have if it was just like one single wolf with rabies. It would have died. Yeah, it's a really good point, Ben. And it is a bit of a kink in the armor of this version of the events uh, added to by the fact that none of the survivors got rabies which would right. definitely have happened, you know, if they were yeah. bitten or, you know, winged uh, by a, uh, a rabid wolf. But what do you think, it, what, what, what led, I mean, the clergy stuff I get and, and all the journalism and them, you know, making a big to-do about this and all the different, the telephone effect of all of these different descriptions. But why didn't anybody just, you think there weren't people that were attacked that just said, yeah, yeah, it was, it was a wolf. I got wolfed. You know, <laughs> right? Uh, because the true story might uh, not be as flattering. I, mean, I think maybe that's the case. I don't know. It's interesting though um, the way these things happen and take on a life of their own. And you know, sad for all the folks that died horrifically in this story. But 
damn if it's not a good story. Like, really. Uh, enough of a story to make a uh, an intentional two-parter uh, that we, uh, you know, we tend to <laughs> do those after the fact. But really, really cool. So many interesting twists and turns and, and interesting characters. And uh, if I have, if I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times, check out Brotherhood of the Wolf. You, you won't be disappointed unless you're squigged out by animal stuff. Well, then you won't be disappointed. You'll be horrified. That's and right. isn't that what Halloween is about? It's, it's all about, yeah. <laughs> So uh, one one last note I think would be uh, great to end on, and maybe of interest to you, Casey, in your alternate identity across the pond, if you want to get uh, some some firsthand experience with this story, why not visit the Museum of the Beast of Gevaldon, which is a thing. It's open now. Uh, the case of the beast remains largely unsolved to this day. Who knows? Maybe strolling around through one of the 22 dioramas, uh, you may become the uh, person who finally solves the mystery. This museum's big, too. Make it plan the whole afternoon for it. Interesting. I love a good diorama. And I know this is only a side story, but um, the Lions of Savo, another fascinating story about wild animals. We know, we know what these were, though. They were, in fact, lions. They are taxidermied at the Field Museum in Chicago. So if that... Uh, if that's, you know, close by to where you are, definitely worth checking that out as well. And there's a great episode of Stuff You Missed in History Class on the Lions of Savo as well. Oh, man, I miss going to museums. That's one yeah. of the things I miss the most. So that is our uh, story for today. That concludes our two-part series on the mystery of the Beast of Gevaldon. Thanks, as always, and in today's episode, especially to our super producer, Casey Pegram, patron saint of being patient on a podcast. Yep, and patron saint of French pronunciation assistance. As well, agreed. Thanks also to Alex Williams, who uh, composed this track. Thanks to the Brotherhood of the Wolf, which, mm -hmm. again, like, I have the DVD, and I was telling myself I would reward uh, myself by re-watching it after we did this episode. I'm trying to see if the director, Christoph Gans, did anything else interesting because it is such a weird movie and uh, obviously we were both very taken by it. Uh, let's see. He did a movie called Crying Freeman, which looks very Highlander-esque. It's got Mark Dacascos in it um, and it, it's got a ninja sword or a samurai sword situation on the cover. He also did. Oh, he directed the Silent Hill movie. Yeah, which he did Necronomicon as well. Or oh. an anthology series on Necronomicon. Got it. Or anthology horror film. And uh, what's better than Lovecraft? And thanks, of course, to uh, our own beast of ridiculous history, Jonathan Strickland, aka the Quister. Uh, is he a lion? Is he a striped hyena? Is he a human being? The question remains unsolved to this day. We'll see you next time, folks. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. This episode of Ridiculous History is brought to you by Avalon Waterways. Ben, are you in major need of a vacation right now? Noel, you're a mind reader. I am, and uh, aren't we all? We are. While cruising remains popular, there's something big happening in the industry, and that is, my friend, smaller ships. 
True story, the intimate ships of Avalon waterways can go where the big ships can only dream through winding passageways, rolling vineyards, and castled hills into the heart of timeless cities and storybook villages. That sounds like a delight. See how Avalon's smaller ships promise greater discoveries, fewer people, and more of everything. Limited time special offers await at avalonwaterways.com. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.